Recorded live. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is 2 o'clock here on the East Coast. It's January 16, 2015. As you know, i usually far from on the air at this time. But uh, we have a special guest today, and his name is John Captain, and uh, his girlfriend, uh, Tiffany Jenks, uh, was murdered by the Illuminati. As you know, that's what I talk about. That's the whole reason of this show. I personally ask people to uh, make contact with me if, you know, they have NWO insight, if they are a victim, uh, if they need our help due to their harassment or whatnot. So, uh, John, I have you on the line, as well as Brother Tommy. I believe you're here as well, right? Yeah. Yes, here. Okay. Um, Go ahead, John, if you would like to uh, give an insight of um, what brought you to us. Okay, sir. Yeah, basically what transpired was around on October 8th of 2013, my girlfriend Tiffany was shot in the head in Portland, Oregon, and immediately the investigation seemed to take an odd turn. In fact, when looking at it now backwards, uh, from that time with new information that I have, it was clear that her family played a role in her death, at least in the cover-up portion, because her sister said that um, Tiffany had lived downtown and she had no idea how she got there. Well, Tiffany did not live downtown. That began a series of red flags that um, at the time, for the first eight months after her, I clearly failed to recognize the signs as to what indeed that the family or the uh, media was trying to portray. All I knew was every single thing was wrong, uh, both in the arrests and in what the police had said happened that night of a murder. Right. Um, You told me a little bit. Well, first, I want to direct everybody to your Facebook, if that's fine, because a lot of information. Um, Go ahead and uh, check his Facebook out. It is John S. Captain, C-A-P-T-A-I-N, and... uh, if, if you can, I would help, you know, follow along with this story. But I would like to uh, get into who actually Tiffany was. I mean, um, well, I, um, I think starting with the uh, investigation of the murder uh, was the key to what uh, alarmed me as far as the issues that led to the importance of her uh, her job, so to speak. Basically, her job for the federal government was to monitor and operate the flow of water for the dams for the Bonneville Power Administration out of Portland, Oregon. And that's called a hydrologist. And her scientific degree allowed her to be a hydrologist and certainly she was there because she was extremely smart and good with numbers. In addition to that, and something that I only became aware of as of August 6th, there was this notion that she was involved in Illuminati. I got a phone call from a talk show host in Portland that said, uh, his name's Clyde Lewis, that said, why didn't you tell me she was Illuminati? And I said, what the heck is Illuminati? Because I never really heard about it much. And so he told me that Tiffany's family comes from the line of the, what we call the 13 bloodlines of Illuminati, the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. And so that led me to research more about that lifestyle or cult and um, which then I met a uh, book writer 
that told me that she was a monarch slave. And that's how this whole thing has come to uh, this discussion. Right, okay. Um, now, a monarch slave, uh, from what I understand from looking at your site, is uh, she was born into it uh, due to her family being part of the Illuminati? Correct. Well, um, the Illuminati would be the assumption part, but certainly the fact that her family was related to R.J. Reynolds would allude to that. But the monarch slave being unrelated, I believe, to the Illuminati as a, as a particular condition was something that um, they called MK Ultras. It was programming of people um, back, I think, in the 50s is one of the main ones. But you can read about some of this stuff online, and there's been several of the monarch slaves and I'm not talking about the media sensations of Britney Spears. I'm talking about like, uh, you know, Kathy O'Brien or Cisco Wheeler. These people have gone uh, through some deprogramming and were able then to look back on what had happened to them. In fact, one lady said she didn't even know she had a son that was 17. And she had no idea that all this world doesn't have love because their parents don't, <clears throat> yeah, have sex with them. So right. she had she had an experience um, where she was able to come out of her monarch slave programming, which most people do not. And in fact, it was odd, but the idea of the monarch slave programming says when the father dies, so does the slave. And that was what happened with Tiffany. Her father died, which would have meant her programming would have caused her to kill herself. Right. Okay. Um, what? Now. Hello? That is crazy. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that's brother Tommy. Go ahead and chime in. Yeah. That's all right, dude. I'm just listening. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to catch yeah, this, this, this is definitely real life. Uh, one of the purposes of my show is to expose, you know, the Illuminati, uh, debunk the, the uh, story of them being... Uh, a cartoon, as you, I've heard you make reference to, John, yes. um, or just a, a common myth, you know, or a scare tactic or anything. These are real people. This is your neighbor. This is uh, your banker downtown. This is, you know, these are real-life people. And I've seen, uh, John, you like to refer to them as a cult. And they, they very much are a secret society. And uh, due to their due to their ignorance, they are slowly leaking out to the public eye. And I think well, I think yeah, I think definitely we're the ones that have. I mean, for myself, I can tell you for sure, I had no clue that this had been going on for you know. Tiffany's thirty five years old, so certainly her programming began to birth. So she is a red flag that this has been going on quite a long time. And you know, the only thing that's ever brought anything to anybody's attention has been. The, the internet, I mean, really, because the media sold out long ago. In fact, Tiffany's murder still is unsolved today, correctly, and, and her sister said it best when she said, Tiffany lived downtown, and by God, she did for two days. She lived in a hotel downtown because they will fulfill the need as long as, as long as the people in America continue to be stupid, they'll feel the need that we want to know that, by God, she did live downtown for almost two days. Right. Um. Now, I, I like I said, I listen to everything on your page, and I very much urge my listeners to do so as well. Uh, it, it would help, you know, understand the the meaning and the cause behind all this. Uh, we want we want justice for your girlfriend Tiffany, and uh, you know this this 
episode is going to go uh, to many places. It's going it's going to go anonymous wide for sure. You know, uh, like I said at the top, you know, the Illuminati is one of our uh, you know biggest enemies and very much in our scopes. Um, now you said, uh, well, you didn't say. I heard the the audio of her and her uh, psychiatrist uh, to where she said that she was a robot. Could could you further get into that? Yeah, sure. I know um, what's that? I, I, I know uh, you said that, you know, it's obvious that they use mind control, you know, through the media, but there's, I'm sure there's more in-depth areas that they use this. Yeah, well, let's just say that, I mean, well, the, the mind control of the media is completely separate. The idea that somebody is born into a cult-like group, uh, such as the Illuminati or the New World Order, and or what was before then, the Freemasons and stuff, basically what happens is they take one child usually, but sometimes more than that, and they take them and make them a monarch slave. A monarch slave is somebody who has been tortured, raped, and made to do exactly what they're told based on a series of codes. They use a series of mirrors to demonize, to create demons in their mind and or fight demons in their mind to create fear or to create the idea that there are multiple people capable of multiple things. I had talked to Tiffany um, on my recordings many times and told her, I said, Tiffany, you're like dealing with eight different people. And even one email her mother sent me, she goes, John, it must have been like dealing with two people. And so even her own mother alluded to the idea that she was multiple personalities. It's a form of, if you put it to people like this, you've got the idea that Santa Claus existed and most of us believed in Santa Claus at one time or another, and they just keep it going. And so the idea that you know for sure you can be brainwashed because the tooth fairy was never real. Well, if you take a child and you torment them, rape them, and torture them to the point that they believe specific things are real, then all of a sudden now you have what they call monarch slaves. The word monarch slave, robot, whatever you want to call it, really just tells us that this person is not in control of their actions, which was Tiffany's case. She had no control of what she did from a day-to-day basis, as long as controllers, handlers, and or people that were in control of her were, were accessible to her. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've done a little bit of research on uh, monarch slaves, and I, I also looked at the link that you had uh, about Nithium, I believe the word was, uh, where they actually work with the government uh, here in the United States even on uh, programming these people, as you were talking about. Uh, this is this is very overwhelming, you know. Uh, I'm trying to keep a cool head and, and a steady mind. Uh, I, I I just really want you know justice for this, and it's very hard to find when the justice uh, that we're looking for is in you know the same hands that are doing the corrupt. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, it, it, it it's going to take us people. Uh, to do this, you know, if, to, if it's even possible at this point, you know, by the time I came involved into this uh, whole issue with Tiffany, I had lived 47 years and thought that all this nonsense was just that. But, but when my therapist for ADHD called me on the phone, uh, what about two weeks ago? And she said, John, you need to stop taking your medication after five years. 
and you need to take a tranquilizer. I knew that the power had gotten to her. Even my own therapist was telling me, which I don't take pills. I was trying to get Tiffany off of pills. And mind you, Tiffany herself, as I said on my Facebook, had $192,000 in medical expenses the 12 months prior to me meeting her. And the gentleman she lived with, which is Richard Lovett, he was probably one of the handlers in this Illuminati New World Order in Portland, Oregon. And he said he didn't even know she took pills except aspirin and, oh, and, and abuse. Well, $192,000 worth of medical would say something is really wrong big time because I had 5000 in medical my entire life. And Tiffany had 192000 in one 12-month period prior to me meeting her. So the guy can't tell me that she wasn't completely comatose because she was when I met her. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to highlight some of the things that I've looked over. Um, you are. Well, I can finding, tell you that. Go ahead. You're finding uh, a lot of lies and corruption within the uh, county system out there in Oregon, right? I mean, correct. Uh, from I what I see, it's a lot of lies, a lot of bullshit. And <laughs> sorry about that, yeah. but no, it's okay. Uh, the, the idea that uh, that when somebody dies, that then it doesn't end the nonsense, right? Her mother said in one email to me, John, if you do not stop investigating the murder, we will see you in court. Now, to me, I get a FU attitude when that comes about because I'm like going, you're not going to tell me to stop investigating the murder of somebody I care about, and I don't even care if it was my girlfriend or my mom or my neighbor. You don't stop investigating the murder when you know for sure something's wrong. And clearly, when all the government and I'm not saying all of them, but all government levels are involved. You got nowhere to go but down. And that, that's one of the main reasons why I ended up leaving Portland for a while, because I knew for sure they wanted to serve me more court papers. And I'm involved in two lengthy court, uh, court, uh, court cases right now. One, because Tiffany's mother said that I told her she was a bad mother, so she can get a restraining order to stop me from investigating the murder. That seems odd. Right. Now you there's uh, no freedom of speech, by the way, in, in Oregon. There's no freedom of speech. I never even met her mother. Right. Um, now, you and uh, Tiffany were in, like, a long-term relationship, right? I mean, you didn't just meet her or, uh, I mean, you guys uh, were talking about a family. Uh, how long were you two together exactly? We were together about a year and a half, and um, during that time period, she, um, we broke up many times, of course, and I had no clue as to why. Um, she died in October, and we had met in September or October of 2012, so about a year, about a year and a month of a relationship. And certainly, even if it was one week, it's not even about me and her. It's only about murder. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, I have an interactive chat where I can, uh, you know, keep up yes, with what my listeners are listening or are wanting to know and stuff. So that was just one of the questions, uh, how long you two were actually together. Um, yeah. Well, I know well, that it's important. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. I, in, in the brief conversation that we had prior, uh, she was in... Uh, jail Tiffany was and her mother addressed her in there can you get into that yes um 
Tiffany had gone home for Christmas on one of our breakups. And, and mind you that because of my uh, alcoholic parents, I had a little tolerance for a girl screaming and yelling at me to, uh, you know, when she's drunk. So each time she drank, I told her to get out. And unfortunately for me, you know, when she did, she went home to her families and her family had her thrown in jail for drinking because in that town of Burns, Oregon, they have power. And um, so she got thrown in jail and not one of her family members put even a $20 bill on her books. Not one family member that I know of went to see her except for her mother who dropped off shoes for her finally after I kept telling her she has no shoes in jail. And uh, her mom told her to get over her rape. Get over her rape. Yeah, just get over it. Just no problem. Just get over it. And uh, Tiffany wanted to die then, too. Tiffany ended the conversation, and certainly the, the jail, uh, not that they're going to release it to us, but the jail has uh, evidence of that situation. I was also um, disturbed at the idea that um, Tiffany, who weighs 110 pounds, was starved in jail because Tiffany doesn't eat much. And if she's telling us she was starving in jail, and I said, well, Tiffany, on their website, it says they're, you're supposed to be getting these food items, right, like part of the pyramid. And I'm going like, so they're not feeding you? She goes, we are starving in here. And when I told her mother that Tiffany was starving in jail, she just said, they just laughed. They go, they don't care. I mean, do they really care? No, they're not there. Right. So, brother, why exactly was Tiffany put in jail? Tiffany was put in jail because she went home to see her mother and she was drunk. And so when she left, that hotel, or she left her mother's house. She went to a hotel, and they called the police on her because she had, in the past, two DWIs, so she was not allowed to drink. And when she drank, her family called their friend, the cop, the friendly cop, and sent him to her hotel where she had left to go stay. And because she's an alcoholic, she can't stop drinking. She just can't. And all of that aside, it doesn't matter. What really matters is, is that when they threw her in jail, they told her to get over her rape. She went to jail for drinking because it was a parole violation. And uh, oh, oh, so it was, oh, okay, it was a parole violation. Right, for thirty sense. days, I've never in the history of my life heard of anybody going to jail for thirty days when her killers got thirteen months. Pick this out, man. They shouldn't have put her in jail. They should have put her into a rehab because that's what you do when somebody violates some kind of like drug program or. I mean, if you fail a drug program, I mean, yeah, they can put you in jail or whatever. I mean, previous to other treatment facilities, but they shouldn't throw you in jail. They should, more or less, in, in what I know about, they put you into a rehabilitation place, and they can put you in a rehab for up to 30 days. But they shouldn't throw you in jail. Well, the sad part was initially the killers got 17 days and were released, the people who killed Tiffany. And, and uh, it was funny because I thought, perfect that's just perfect tiffany got 30 days and the killers got 17 days for murder and then they rearrested them but but that's the that's the when your family owns the town so to speak i mean it's only five thousand people and it has no trees by the way so it's not really a town but if it was a town and you own the town and the courts you get to do what you want like tiffany said in one thing she said they just made a call and the police went there to arrest her what power that is right right Pretty shitty right there. That's a really bad move. Well, it ruined her life, and I know Tiffany, who initially... Tiffany wasn't aware so much that she was a monarch slave. I mean, she was in some aspects, but you'll have to research the theory of monarch slave. It's fragmented brain, so she doesn't have full control of her thoughts. But 
in the idea that what, you work for the hey, federal, federal uh, government. What, what is, I, I, got a, I got a question. What town yeah. is this place? Bur- Burns, Oregon, Harney County. Oregon. What was that again? Burns, Oregon, and that's Harney County. It's Burns five hours from Portland. Burns as in, like, Bravo Uniform, yeah. Romeo. Uh, B-U-R-N-S. Yeah, Burns, Oregon, Harney County. Harvey County or Harney County? Uh, Harney, H-A-R-N-E-Y. By the way, Harney County is the only boarding school left in the country, and uh, that's scary within itself. Right, definitely. Um, Also on the line, uh, we have Matt Chu. Uh, He also does, you know, uh, a show as well, uh, dealing with Truth News, Anonymous News, etc., uh, is there anything you'd like to chime in, uh, bro? I know you're busy out on the road. No, bro, I'm good. I'm just here for the support of the here for the support from for him and you and everybody else, man. Good story. No, I, I mean, it's a good story. Too. Sad. It's a very sad story. Uh, but no, I'm just just here soaking up the info, buddy. Let me read something that Tiffany had written to me. Um, three days before she died. Um, She said, uh, I could wait for you, but we would both die for sure. This is not your book. It's written. It is written. That's not your world. That's not your book. You have to listen. I hope you hear me now. I try to be funny. You were good enough for me. It's not my fault. I can tell you all. You can see me. I can see this, your language. I can think with you. Generation after innovation, they bred us to lie. They made us fear the truth. I know you know that. You can ask me. Basically, and then she says, I need to dream first, to wonder, to feel, to listen. It's only annoying when you think I'm like them, and I can't believe they fucked me. You don't know the context, the language, the circumstances. They all fucked me. If you're that good, you must feel my love. My layers of life had instructions. I can't trust anyone. It's killing me that I remember the lie and fleeing moments. I have a dream. Without words, he made me feel safe in a scary world. I'm no fallen angel. They don't have to be smart working machines. She's talking about children. So the, the thing is, is that um, Tiffany knew she was going to die in advance. That's the first key to her murder. Um, and the recordings that I had with Tiffany begging me to help her, those, that voicemail went to uh, my, because it was 4 o'clock in the morning, it went to my voicemail. Um, but the police that were involved in the investigation, and that was in Fairview, Oregon. In Fairview, Oregon had a police station of like five officers. I would have to believe that certainly the ones that I dealt with were crooked because not one time out of the 30 clues that I had, including her telling me they want to kill her and her leaving that night from my house, they didn't care. They just didn't care. And, and that's odd because this was a big investigation. But when your family has more money than God – the only thing that matters is what the family says. But if you look at the uh, facts surrounding Tiffany's first, the minutes surrounding the uh, murder date, which was October 8th of 2013, the first thing her sister said was, I don't know how she got there because she lived downtown. Okay, so that was the first thing. And the second thing is, all we know is she had an abusive ex-boyfriend, by the way. you know, So that they, right there they set the pace for, by the way, I think he did it. And then the person she lived with, was not investigated at all. She lived with a guy named Tony, Tony Green in Portland. And it was odd because you think that they would have investigated his home, 
But no, they didn't. So that was just a red flag right there. And the red flags kept coming, including the picture her sister sent into the media of herself. I thought, did the media ask you for a picture of you? I thought it was Tiffany that died. Why would you send a picture of yourself and Tiffany turned sideways? That's weird. Right. You did. They they didn't send you a picture of her dead body, right? They did about, I believe it was a week or two after the murder for some odd reason. They, see, initially the family, I thought the family didn't know who did it. So, you know, naturally they were upset, so was I. But, yes, they sent, sent me a picture of her dead, which I deleted right away without looking. But looking back now, of course, that's because she's not dead. And in addition to that, as part of the clues to the murder, I told the police that two people have told me they saw her dead with their ATM card in her hand. Now, oddly enough, if she died at 2.35 a.m. when the gunshot went off and the body was found at 7 a.m., somewhere between those five, six, seven hours, it's kind of odd on a dead-end road in the middle of the night on a Tuesday, way out in the middle of nowhere, supposedly, that two people would see her with an ATM card in her hand, and yet those people were not investigated at all. Why would they be? Yeah, right. Right. Well, I mean, they're witness. At least, like, even prior to the murder, they're still witness. Oh, but they they didn't need to question them. That's the odd part. Not even a clue. There's a fair view, please. Not even a clue. Now, all this uh, recordings, audio, visual uh, recordings that you have, it, it was all pretty much uh, in a mess, uh, kicked out, thrown out of court, right? As uh, insubmissible or... No, actually, n- none of that stuff was ever brought to the trial. I, I went to the grand jury, and there were, I believe, what is it, seven men in Oregon for a grand jury. There were seven men, no women. And I looked at each one of them, and I said... Because, you know, of course, the DA doesn't tell you what it is you're trying to prove because he's just trying to, uh, you know, the, the grand jury just says whether they should indict the person who killed her. And so when you go in there, there's just seven people on the DA or six, however many men it was, and it happened to have been all men. And they asked how long I'd been with her. And I said about a year and you know, a few months. And, and I said that I loved her and that um, she told me she was going to die. And I said she came to my home that night and she said, John, you're never going to see me again. They want to kill me. And then I started to record on my phone, of which I told these gentlemen, I said, all that I want you to remember is this. Tiffany said three times, and I looked at each one of the people when I said this three times, I go, she said, I'm not going to die tonight. I'm not going to die tonight. I'm not going to die tonight. And that's all I want you to remember. And it didn't matter that she knew that she was going to die because they didn't even get conspiracy to commit murder on what would be America's most pathetic claims made by the police. I mean, they even said, they even said to the media, there's no direct threat to the public, but she met them for the first time. And then they right. said, they said the, the Fairview Police Department said, the reason that she just met them for the first time is because they shook hands. So Tiffany was smoking in the, in the, in the smoking section of a bar at 1.30 a.m. after leaving my home, telling me they want to kill her. Now, mind you, I didn't want her to go, and I thought when she said, I'm not going to die tonight three times. It was because I just poured her beers out from my house, right? I took her beers out of her bag, grabbed them, poured them out. And as she went outside to smoke, I followed her. And then she said, I said, hey, you love me? And she goes, make me a Mountain Dew and vodka and just shut the fuck up. And I go, shut the fuck up? She goes, look at me. I, I don't know. Excuse me. I said, I said, look at me. Because she was leaning down smoking. And she looks up and I go, she says, I don't know. I'm just not going to die tonight. And I go, you what? She goes, I'm not going to die tonight. And as I started to say, can't you trust me and stop drinking, please? She said the third time, I'm not going to die tonight. She goes, 
can't you see that I'm trying to and I want to? I said, you're not. I said, I could have held you. Instead, you're going to go to some hotel. She goes, I don't want you to get. She was going to say get involved and you should have to deal with this. But she changed it to I don't want you to get beat me up and you shouldn't have to deal with this. This is my fucking problem, she said. And I go, beat you up? I said, Tiffany, I've never hit you. You keep saying that I hit you, and I hate that you say that. And so it went like that. But uh, she had to go there. She had to say those things. Unfortunately for their side, I kept track of everything, and nothing made sense, including the idea that she came there to see me after I hadn't seen her for about I believe, 60 days because of her drinking, and we had the police come one time. So I told her she couldn't come. And so that, that started the whole process of why she even came there that night. It was because of her monarch, monarch slave programming requiring her to make me the bad guy, which her sister helped right. because her sister said right out of the gate, I don't know how she got there. She lived downtown. Well, of course she didn't know how she got there because Tiffany didn't drive for three years. Well, of course. Well, but that's what you say first thing out of your mouth. And then she, her sister also said, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Well, anybody who has any experience with trauma, and somebody's been shot in the head, the last thing you would say is, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I know we're just kind of jumping all over, you know, uh, this whole story. Uh, I, I, I would love to intervene here or at least uh, question the, the the guest. Have you actually spoke your name yet on on open radio anywhere yes you have no not yet you have that, you have not okay correct i'm but gonna i'm gonna make go ahead oh i don't mind i'm gonna say i'm I'm gonna make you aware that if a, a said such story in which you're you're sharing with us okay is absolutely positively fact Okay, if I'm not I'm not questioning you. I'm not questioning you. I'm just saying to you that if said such story is fact, you have got backed up documentation, you have got literature, you've got video, you've got audio, okay? And yep. you have got a witness. Okay, or multiple witnesses. Yep. I will tell you this. There has been on many occasions this is how corrupt and evil these people are. Yes, sir. <clears throat> These, have you heard of a journalist by the name of Greg Webb? No, I have not. The name of the story or the name of that movie was Kill the Messenger. Okay? Yeah. yeah. An open source journalist. This man really good one was, was nothing more than an open source journalist. Hi, Kyle. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well. I was just commenting. That was a very – because you told me about Kill the Messenger, and I watched Kill the Messenger. But I don't know if right. that's the right one. It was about that woman – was involved with the CIA and the no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I well, any, anyway, long here. story short, to the guest, okay? If, like I said, if said such story is true to be fact, okay? Yep. What you need to do for your own protection is make it very well known. I myself, guest, is not suicidal by any means. I have right. got family and friends do love me dearly, and they also know that I am not suicidal by any means. Yes, sir. Okay? Because I agree. The, reason, the reason why I'm saying that is because these bastards will literally come to you if they feel threatened and yeah. if they feel that there is any kind of a witness protection program that you are going to, like, involuntary, oops, 
okay, blow the cover off, honest to God, they will have you a lot like Greg and a lot like uh, uh, Gary and a lot like other people blow the cover right off of you, okay, by saying this. You yourself, well, you're just, you know, you and your wife, you and your girlfriend, you and your whatnot had a sprawl. And, well, I may not have been suicidal, but I, I feel that, you know, they could do better off without me. Write yourself a suicide note and blow your damn brains out. Now, sure. Mike, here's the thing: hey, you cannot shoot your hell, you cannot shoot yourself in the head twice with a shotgun, can you? No. Well, Gary, Greg did. Wow. I do know that what you're saying. In fact, I ordered a logo that I will share with your listeners at some point. It should be okay. done probably today, and it was basically the ABCs of the Illuminati. A, he's on drugs or on prescription. B, he killed himself. And C, uh, he's crazy. The ABC's Illuminati. They have said it over and over and over, and they will continue to say that as long as that's what society accepts. I know that it's clear based on my doctor contacting me and telling me to take a tranquilizer that I know Mm. exactly what you're saying, and that's why I came to New York and left Portland. I know that their job is to stop me from telling the public. And as you can see, as of about four days ago, I believe I started this quest, I, I had a plan. Of course, I backed it up all over the world, and, and I mean that because I've, I've been in the U.K. and the Philippines and Thailand. I backed it up everywhere. And even if I was to die today, all I know for sure is this. The Illuminati New World Order is real, and Tiffany died because she did not want to allow her family to determine whether she could be a robot or not anymore. In hey, the bro, recording, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions yeah, here? Yeah, please, go ahead. Uh, where, what was your wife's full, or your girlfriend's first and last name is Tiffany what? Jenks, J-E-N-K-S. J-E-N-K-S. Is that any kind of, like, false last name or anything? Uh, no, actually it's not, but her mother, oddly enough, the family changed their name to Johnson. That's Johnson. what they do. They changed their name halfway through their. Uh, her father changed his name to her to his his wife's name halfway through the marriage. Uh, what's what was her mother's name? Her mother's name is Kathleen Johnson. Yeah. Burns Morgan. All right. Where did your? Oh, where did Tiffany work? Tiffany worked for the Bonneville Power Administration in Portland. It was what? What's it called again? The Bonneville. Power Bonneville Power Administration. It's one of the largest entities in the United States. It's BPA. What did she do for Bonneville Power Administration? She was a hydrologist. She ran and controlled 26 dams and a nuclear power plant. So she ran 26 dams for a nuclear power plant. 26 dams and a nuclear power plant. Or even even 10 dams. I don't know how many. All the dams on the Columbia River, they have what they call a controller that is in the top of the building there in Portland for the BPA. And that job is to control the flow of water over the dams. In fact, in the media accounts, when you look up Tiffany Jenks murder and you watch the videos, it is said that she calls it running the river. Hmm. Okay. I'll play a clip for your listeners in a second here. Very cool. Very cool. I'm just asking because I want to like try and look into some of this myself. That's all. Yep. Well, I just wanted to again, like I, I, Car, me and Carl both, on on not just my show but Carl's show, make it very well known that 
the information that our guests throw out there, you know, again, you guys are not suicidal. The shit that you guys are coming up with is absolute fact, okay, to your reality, and, and now you're sharing it with us. So, I, I number one, I want to thank you for having the guts to do that. Okay. Yeah, it ruined about a half a million to three-quarters of a million dollars that I had saved in my lifetime. And, you know, Tiffany had a fear that her family, because she was supposed to get $2 million from her father's death, and she said to me at one time, she goes, they're just going to take all my money away from me, you know, because if you're not the robot they want you to be, you have no business coming home, and they don't want you there. In fact, what's odd is when I met oh. Tiffany, I had written to her family saying that I'm worried about her, and, and she's here, and, and, and she's on these pills and whatnot, and I don't know much about these pills, you know, uh, trazodone and stuff like that. So I said, I said to two family members, and the only response that she got back from them later, because when she woke up, she, I told her that I had done that, contact her family because I was worried. And she said, you know what they said, John? And I go, what? Where did he learn how to spell? What, what substance? Damn. What, what kind of substances were, were she on or was she I prescribed? Don't you I don't, don't know. know. No, I'm not aware of that stuff. I don't know about that stuff. It's well, not- the re- yeah, the, re- the reason I'm asking you that is because the immunizations in which, excuse me, the immunizations in which we are brought up and fed since day one, literally from birth up until we decide we ain't taking the damn things anymore, all of the prescriptions, okay, you can literally listen to and or research that the prescriptions in which we are fed, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not talking over-the-counter medication. I'm talking prescribed medication for um, Trazodone, uh, the one I know. for schizophrenia, for paranoia, for you know, yeah. anxiety, for et cetera, yeah, et cetera. These things, what they do is these these immunizations in which people are aware of now, or they're they're more aware of now than what they have been. Um, come on, you're talking. There's immun. There, there's um, Oh, come on. There's um, traces of uh, antifreeze now in the immunizations and the flu shots. There's traces of, um, what is it, barium barium nitrates also. What I'm saying and where I'm getting with this, and and there's mercury. Mercury is one of the number one leading things inside of an immunization shot. But I said all that to say this. The things these people are smart, okay? These these bastards are also chemists, okay? Yeah, big and, time. and well, oh yeah, big time. Whenever whenever you hear about you know German scientists coming up with with this and coming up with that and yada yada yada, uh, the, the stories are, the stories primarily are eighty percent true, okay? And and the reason why they're they're trying to push immunizations, push the flu shots, push everything else is because right now. Humanity is, is, I would say, 75 to 80 percent of, and you can research this, these numbers are not false, are some sort of human, okay, one, at one time or another, is going to go through or suffer from depression. And the first damn thing that they're going to do is they're going to offer you medication to combat that depression. For me, excuse me, go ahead. For, for me or for Tiffany? For everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, first thing well, is, everybody. I, I, my doctor did tell me that she called me and asked me if I needed a tranquilizer, and I hung up on her. 
I don't need them, and I don't need them. And their stories of crazy, 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 I get. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to note, like what you said, that I'm not suicidal. These are not exactly. my thoughts. These are Tiffany's thoughts. And nothing else matters except for the idea of, for instance, why would her doctor tell her to follow the Elbrick Road? And what does that mean? Why would her doctor tell her she'll get the answers when she dies? Uh, okay, here, are, are, my question to you is, are you some sort of, whether you are or you're not, a spiritual person? I'm not. I you are not. Can you, my, all right, my question when I asked you that is, can you see? You don't have to be. Well, I, don't, I don't care whether you're an atheist, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Jew. Can you not see that there is fear created by these evil people? Well, their goal is to stop me from doing what I know is inherently right. They tried to stop Tiffany. The sad part is, is with Tiffany, she told me, John, you have no idea who I am. And when you find out, you'll have a newfound respect for why I never told you. Now, I told Tiffany, if you just stop drinking, everything will be okay. And so the balance between the two is knowledge and her fear of both sides. She said in one letter, she said, John, you have no idea who I am. And when you find out, I'm afraid of what will ensue. Now, to me at the time, that meant nothing. I never heard of a monarch slave, and most people haven't. I could have Mm. never grasped that there was more than drinking going on in her mind. It wasn't about drinking. And she kept saying, even that night, the night she left my home, she said, I'm glad you continue to focus on that. It's good. And And every time she said, it's not about drinking, I just said, Tiffany, if you just stop drinking, everything will be okay. And it wasn't. I was wrong. And I'm surprised I was wrong because if you had a drinking girlfriend that would not stop and you knew it was killing her and you said, if you just stop drinking, everything will be okay, what's the chances you think you're wrong? I'm not talking about Right, right. I'm not talking about whether she had issues. We all have had issues. Whether she was raped or not, putting that aside, I'm saying that at least if she stole down on drinking, we could talk about anything in the world. But – she wasn't able to because if she stayed sober for the first time in my life, I can't believe this is true. If she stayed sober, she would have had to kill people in, in theory of a New World Order programming. Mind you, she didn't want to be in a position of being a monarch slave, but she couldn't do anything about it because it was fragmented into her brain from childhood. So just as you believed in Santa Claus at five years old, she had no choice. But if she drank, she couldn't function. And if she couldn't function, she couldn't meet their needs, and therefore she was able to do anything she wanted. So, um, so why are you, now this Tiffany? If I'm not mistaken, had, she had a sister. She had other other family. She had a sister and four brothers. Uh, where do they play in 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 any kind of involvement in her life as this said such monarch slave? Well, I would have no way to know because um, I was not privy to any of the inside information into the structure behind her uh, fragmented brain. But sadly to me, her sister lied day one, which by saying that Tiffany lived downtown. So as far as the murder goes, her sister's a liar. That's all that I needed to know. Past that, I have no information. I would hope that one of them, uh, four brothers, a mother and a sister, and a controller, Richard Lovett, and some other, uh, Daniel DeWitt, who's Illuminati as well, I'm, I'm told. If one of those people would be honest, then the rest of the world could move on. But they don't care about Tiffany. 
they sure as hell don't care about me. In fact, I'm, of course, like you said, they want to kill me. Duh, I would too about them. But then again, mm-hmm. I'm not in their pyramid. Right. Right. I don't know what the family's involvement was. I just know Tiffany was raped, whether it was by her family. But certainly when you allow someone to be a monarch slave, which she was, then you've allowed anything to take place. By no means is the family, uh, except for her mother, is by no means her brothers and sisters responsible for their parents' actions, as we, you wouldn't be for your bomber dad's uh, actions. But it, it has to make me wonder, an older brother like she had, why he did not stop it. And if he does feel bad that it ever happened, how he doesn't come forward today and tell the truth about her life. Wow. Right. A monarch slave is basically a human that's a robot. And if that person happens to have a federal job, including running the dams for the Bonneville Power Administration, of course they want to kill me. Duh. The idea that Tiffany fell in love and wasn't allowed love was strange enough as it was. But when you throw in the idea that her family said, no, 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 and I had to ruin us or we'd both die for sure. When I read that, I thought, that's you. You're not going to tell me, I, even if she hated me and I was the worst person in the world, or if she loved me. Nobody's going to tell me who I can love and who I can't. It's not like that in this life, I thought. Right. So I have some things I read uh, that Tiffany wrote, and maybe that will help some of the people understand some of the things, um, if you guys want me to. Yes. Uh, She said to me, um, true love could have been a contender. Are you there? Say a prayer for the pretender who started out young and strong, only to surrender. Bye, John. I love you. Everyone lied to you. It's devastating. I'll never see you again, and you are my soulmate. It means that things would have been as if they should be if people were honest and will never know anything more than our thoughts of how great it all could have been. Um, Tiffany uh, said, okay, this is, from, this is from her mother to Richard Lovett, but accidentally sent to me by mistake. It said, here's the last email, Rick. It's bad to read this again. Maybe he's having a conversation with himself. She's talking about me to somebody else, but she actually sent it to me. She said, I wonder what he'll live for now without his store and with his mom's upcoming death. Did you know he carved a T in his tooth and sent me a photo of it? (laughs) So basically what she said was to her friend Rick in an email that I got, I wonder what he will live for now without his store and with his mom's upcoming death. It was strange, but... uh, when the courts brought up the idea that I'd put a T in my tooth for Tiffany because I had a temporary tooth on the right side of my, uh, what, a canine tooth or whatever, my dentist, I told him, I said, my, my girlfriend's in uh, treatment. Will you put a T in my tooth for me? And he's like, no, no, no. So I talked him into it. He did. And so as they took that to court to say I was crazy because I had a T in my tooth, I found it quite odd that I found out her mother, changed, her, her father changed his entire name for his wife. But yet me putting a T in my tooth was court document. Right. Yeah. In our courts. Our courts have my dental tooth in their court. How is it the taxpayers would have to look at my T in a tooth as evidence in a court of law, yet her father changed his entire name for his wife, yet me putting a T in my tooth is wrong? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Here's another one. Um Here, this is from Tiffany. This was uh, 9-29 of 2013. I know you're scared, but you need to trust me. I'm really good at math. Cross-application is key. 
it would be easier sometimes to change the past, but is a useless word. People need us, and they need us to die, and that's sad. Uh, this is from her mother telling me that if I don't stop investigating the murder, I will end up in court. And here's her words on 20th of July. You're starting a huge process here, John. We will be shutting you down. You might as well stop trying to investigate TIFF as you'll be spending your money defending yourself. We don't take any of this lightly. If you face any accusations against many people, and they all know this will be a multifaceted lawsuit, you have bitten off more than you can chew, my friend. My friend. My friend. Oh, boy. I do have right. bitten off more than I can chew, but not by choice. I'm going to say you're on the right track, buddy. Don't yeah. let, you, know, you are. You're on the right track. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself because I gotta, but but I'll still be around here. Yeah, there's a lot of noise. I I was assuming yeah. it was you, bro. Yeah, it is. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I got, I'm gonna mute myself. So. All right, we can continue. Okay, so. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, or I can read some stuff, whatever. Let me. Are you there? Yeah, we're still all here. Okay. So um, I'm going to play an audio recording between Tiffany and her therapist slash doctor slash psycho. This gentleman who should be arrested told her that if you knew who he was, he, he first of all tapped, tapped three times with a pen on the table, basically alluding to the idea that she's been under a hypnotist. She's hypnotized at that point. Her voice will change to a child. He says, if you knew who you were when you were young, it would not be a good thing. And she says, I did know who I was young. You know, I mean, she'll start to change to a child's voice, so we'll try and see if it sounds okay on this week. Hey, John, are you in fear yeah. of your life? Are they, are they after you or something? Excuse me? Are they, are they after you or anything? Who? Like are they trying to are, are they trying to uh, get you like are they trying to like kill you or or you know like trying to find you or anything like that? I don't have fear. Unfortunately, I'm too stupid to have fear. Um, I don't know. I never called them and asked them. Uh, if I was in a cult, and I mean, think about it like this: if you have a gang, like let's say uh, camper, I call it buck up little camper because the therapist calls it that. But let's say you have this gang and you have a triangle and you're in a big group and. Somebody says, ah, I have proof that you're all liars and scum. They probably want to get together and kill me. Bloods, Crips, and Illuminati, that should all be gang activity. I'm not in a gang. I'm just here for myself and for Tiffany. So if they need to kill me, I understand that. I'm not out there uh, jumping up and down for them to shoot me. But whatever they have to do in their life is okay with me. I'm not angry at them. I just know that they have to face the, uh, the almighty justice of the system I live in. I was given rules to live by, and when Tiffany died, I thought the police would investigate the murder. I thought her sister would tell the truth. Just think of all the people who listened to the media accounts of, her, of Tiffany's murder. All of those people had compassion for Tiffany's sister. Heck, I even did. But when Tiffany said she lived downtown, I didn't pay attention to those details until long after the murder. So... The idea that we live in a world where the uh, police media are all corrupt, do I care if they kill me? Not really. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to solve the murder. 
and uh, I would have no way to know what their agenda is. But they certainly want to stop me from telling the truth, which I find very odd. Right. Well, it takes people like you, uh, you know, my my heart's broken for Tiffany. It really is. I truly love that woman. I've never met her, but her story has touched my heart, and I'm sure, you know, as it's uh, spread out, it's going to touch a lot of people. Uh, but it should. It, it takes it, people like you. I appreciate you. that. Uh, you know, I don't even see it as an option as well as many of your listeners. And, and, I mean, she got shot in the head. What more do people need to know? I mean, if somebody dies, right, you think all the bullshit would stop in, in anybody's life, right? I admit I made mistakes. I told her to get out every time she drank, and I said bad words and all those things. I didn't ever hit her. But the reality is, is that there's a lot of people that even after the murder, including her family, not one family member says, you know what, John, you got us. You got, you got us. Okay, whatever you did, your ADHD made you get us, and now you know the truth. We are all in a cult. We call it Illuminati, and you got us. We want to tell the truth because we don't want more people to die like Tiffany, even if she's dead or not. I don't know. But certainly my mom died crying, sad, and uh, October 6th of 2014, it was, a, it was 30 hours difference between Tiffany's murder and my mom's death, which, and one year. Tiffany died in October 8th of 2013. I think that um, it, it might be helpful, too, to back up for a second and talk about the murder itself, um, because what the police told the public is not possible. For instance, Tiffany left my home telling me they wanted to kill her. So that's the first thing. Second of all, her mom said she went to a hotel and she was scared of her ex-boyfriend. That would be me. So her mom said that, right? And so at 1.30 a.m., she goes to the bar, and she's smoking a cigarette in the smoking section. And these people walk up to her and shake hands. And the police claim, because they shook hands, they met for the first time. And I thought, that's ridiculous. Many people shake hands in America, just not in Fairview, Oregon. So these people walk up to Tiffany and shake her hands as if meeting for the first time, except one problem. They didn't meet for the first time. They've met before. So they shake hands, and at 2.05 a.m., some 30 minutes later, they drive away like as if they're all friends. She got in the car willingly, it said on the cameras from the police reports, and they drove 15 minutes, and they got out of the car. So there's three people in the car, a couple and a guy from California who came up that day to buy a gun for $150. He bought that gun from the couple, and the couple that owned the car drove the car to where Tiffany was shot. So at 2.05 a.m., they all drive happy, they arrive, and at 2.35, she's shot in the head. So this idea that this, you know, even the media said they went driving around or they said that a few hours later, no, it was not. She met them at 1.30 a.m. and she was shot at 2.35 a.m. That's not two, three hours later. You have to just put it all into perspective. You're telling me that not only did this couple not even hear the gunshot go off at 2.35 a.m., but two people in their homes on that street heard the gunshot and woke up from asleep. But the couple that went and drove the car and had the gun sold to the other guy, they didn't hear it at all, and the police allowed that. But that's okay if they allow that because to make matters worse, they get in the car and they drive away. Now I had reports of two people who saw her dead clinching her ATM cards, but the police didn't need that either. Why would they? So as that went along, the couple went off to Kelso, Washington, some 40 minutes away because the next day they were going to be married. That's odd. So that gentleman they took to the bus went back to California, and they thought they went 
completely undetected. So the next day, when the media accounts came out that there was a dead body in Fairview, Oregon, they started their investigation. And the police took 10 days to figure out who did it, even though the bar, or even though I got a call from a girl from the bar where she left that night, and she said, John, we're worried about Tiffany, you know, because they found a body or something like that. And me and that girl determined that it was Tiffany because that girl put on her, went on her Facebook and it said, rest in peace, meaning the family had been notified of Tiffany's murder. So then as those accounts start hitting the media, the media starts with this whole thing about, oh, the, the sister is so worried. By the way, all I know, she had an abusive ex-boyfriend that used to beat the shit out of her, whatever the story is today. But let's get back to the murder, can we? Because your idea that she lived downtown kind of started off things on the wrong foot. So now that we all know she didn't live downtown or that the people that killed her didn't even get arrested for murder, okay, the people that killed her did not get arrested for murder, and they didn't hear a gunshot. At 180 decibels at 2.35 a.m. in the morning, and two people woke up from the dead sleep in their house, and these people didn't even hear a gunshot. Right. Well, you understand uh, the media, the courts. Uh, Big the, time, they're all they're all, they're all they're all connected. You know, uh, it, this is deep, bro. It's really okay. Is. So I'm going to play some media accounts. Uh, this is recorded from the media. I'll play some of these okay. here. Okay. Five new information about the woman found dead in a local park. Police found the body of Tiffany Jenks near the entrance of Blue Lake Park in Fairview early yesterday morning. Right away, cops started investigating it as a homicide, and now we know that she died from a gunshot wound. KPTV's Jamie Wilson joins us live from Fairview with the very latest. Jamie. Well, yes, Sean, the medical examiner just released the woman's cause of death today, and we now know that she was, in fact, shot to death. No one is in custody, and police have not identified any suspect yet, and tonight, Tiffany Jenks' friends and family say this is simply devastating. Just total shock. I just shock. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It's hard to believe that it's, that it's real. Over the phone today, Tiffany Jenks' sister, Jennifer, said she can't believe this is happening. They got the call yesterday after police found Tiffany's body in Blue Lake Park. Jennifer says Tiffany lived downtown. She didn't have a car, and she can't think of any reason she'd be out there. The only red flag Jennifer can think of is an ex-boyfriend Tiffany described as abusive. I told her to stay away from him, and I know that she had had some interactions with him after that. I didn't think her life was in danger, but I, I, I don't know anything more about what happened to her that at night or who she was with or what she was doing. Jennifer says Tiffany was an accomplished runner. She was smart and she had a great job at the Bonneville Power Administration, but she quit a few years ago, right after their father died of cancer. Jennifer says Tiffany took it hard and turned to drugs and alcohol. She joined Darren Littlejohn's Buddhist recovery program, but he hadn't heard from her since June and he worried she was using again. I Thought she may have, but I questioned her about it, and she said she hadn't, so it's just hard to know. Darren says Tiffany also told him about the violence in her last relationship, and he can't bear to think of anyone hurting her. She was a very petite woman, and uh, just the thought of anybody um, causing harm to her, she would be unable to defend herself. Police will only say this is a homicide investigation, and Tiffany's family can only hope for justice. She had a lot to give, and... 
kind of funny to listen to that because here her family's saying she didn't deserve it and they want justice but mind you not enough justice to get john's 35 clues to her murder mind you justice not one brother cared enough about their sister to come get justice for her not one and so when they say these things about abusive ex-boyfriends thank god the abusive ex-boyfriend kept track of the murder or otherwise it would have gone unsolved forever but the bottom line is, when I got the clues to the murder tabulated, and there was like 30 or 40, or, and I had contacted the judge, I had contacted the DA's office, the police department, the Oregon State Police, they said in one, record, in one message to the other, they talked, amongst, they talked amongst each other, but they said my message was rambling and non-cyclical. Here's the message from Tiffany, 10 hours or 12 hours before she was shot in the head, needing help, and they see this as non-cyclical. I don't get it. I'll play it. So as difficult as that was for me to listen to the first 500 times I played it, it was more difficult that the police didn't care that my messages were non-cyclical and uh, rambling. That wasn't my message. That's all I got to say to the DA's office. It was Tiffany crying for help. Yet they feel that that's non-cyclical. Give me a break. Right. Yeah, I did hear. I help me, help me, or please help me. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's, it's, it's kind of you know debacled over the phone and everything, but okay, yeah. I clearly heard, please help. Crying. She's crying and, and she's covering her phone. In fact, there is a uh, there is a, an, another radio show that was done, and this is how I first had learned about it. Um, Clyde Lewis does a show. It's called Grasping. The show itself was called Grasping for Broken Straws, and it was the first time I'd ever learned of anything about the, the Illuminati. In fact, I told you before, after his show, he called me back and said, so why didn't you tell me she was Illuminati? And I didn't know, but he had said, he had said in his recordings that, uh, you know, that, that basically, um, well, you, you're listening to listen to him, but that listen to the recording. And he said, all he could hear was Tiffany crying, help me, help me, please help me. And I didn't get the message in time because 10 hours later she was shot in the head and her body and her body was left at Blue Lake Park. Well, I still, I still don't understand how it's possible that uh, you could have a family that doesn't care about their own sibling. And, you know, for me, not one brother came to talk to me about her murder. And as a, as a man or a boy or whatever you want to call people, I, if my sister right. was killed, you better believe I would go there. And I don't care if my, my mother told me not to. I would go there and find out exactly what happened, especially, especially when I'm yelling at the top of my lungs and to everybody – I've got clues to the murder. It's not like I was trying to hide them. I was screaming and yelling right. to the point where the police said, John, stop. In fact, I have a recording. It's, it, well, it's on my phone. Yeah, so I have a recording of the police telling me to stop calling them. Oh, then my phone's dead. Right. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. Let someone dare touch my sister. And uh, how the media portrayed you, you know, as the guilty one, I would definitely yeah. confront you, you know? I, you would be you would be in my scope. 
I would want Absolutely. to come directly to you. Absolutely. I would want and to And I don't know. blame that. I, I don't blame that. I mean, the idea that the person that she loved killed her is a, is a, is a given. Of course, everybody would jump to that conclusion, and I'm okay with that theory. But the problem they ran into with this situation is she was a monarch slave. So it brings up a whole new element. Of course, she was not under her own control. She couldn't be. Right. She couldn't be. Right. And that's what's so difficult for people to understand. Uh, with her therapist, it helped me to understand because here, here's what she said uh, to her therapist here. I hope you can hear this. So I don't know if you can hear that, but she's basically trying to say my life to her therapist. And he says to her, whatever this fellow tells you, disregard. Right. And and I get that because I wasn't part of their, uh, you know, group. Right. Yeah. And this psychiatrist or whatever was very much involved as well within the Absolutely. There's no I mean, question because he told her to follow the Elbrick Road. Yeah, follow the Yellow Brick Road. Uh, he told her not to uh, not to tell anybody who she is. Right. You never dad. tell anybody who you are. You should never tell right. anybody who you are because it will make you a target, and targets get shot at first. And three weeks later, she was dead. Like, I was trying to uh, explain to my fiancé this whole uh, situation. As it, you know, it came across me last night, kind of late, 10, 11 o'clock. Uh, I just, you know, was trying to explain the importance of it. I try to, you know, keep my family life and and my own personal pursuits separate. But when stuff like this comes across my desk, you know, it takes priority. I mean, you know, this is is a woman's life that was ended. Um, But from what I get out of all of this was, yeah, she, she was starting to see, you know, the forest through the trees or the trees through the forest. And, and she wanted out. She wanted, to uh, escape it, and and she did not know how, and sure. um, she ended up well. They ended up silencing her. I think that we all know that um, in the past, as of today, back most of us, if we were to raise our hand, if we believed in the whole concept of a monarch slave or even heard of it, most of us would say no. And really, the the uh, the bottom line is is that the person that really brought this to light, who spent eight years in prison for bringing it to light, and the genius behind saving my life is Fritz Springmeier. He wrote the book. And when I read his book, when I got to see his book, I smiled. And it was like smiling and crying at the same time, but it was like I found why, Tiffany. I mean, in her letters to me, this all made sense. Here, it's right here. It says, in Fritz's section, he mentions data entry points of a system. This is an altar that can be used for quick access later. During the child's victim early years, the Illuminati programmers will take one of the first gatekeepers, such as gatekeeper three or four, and will hypnotically show them the entire system. This is so they have quick access to the system. They use hypnotic drugs and so on. And then so after the gatekeeper does its job, it will hypnotically be told to forget about it. So these things go on, right? And here, let's read this. The eye itself is secret passageway. Sometimes as a one, two, three tap is done three times to open the passage. Now the doctor in my recordings that I shared with the public taps three times and tells her, Tiffany, if you knew who you were as a child, it would not be a good thing. Oh my God. That is, 
You know, you talked a, bit, a minute ago about the idea of your family. Right. My mom was very sick with cancer for eight years. And during this entire thing, in fact, when I finally told Tiffany I can't be with her anymore in the last 60, 70 days of her life uh, as a relationship because of mine and her failures were affecting my mom so deeply. After uh, Tiffany died, I continued to investigate the murder for every single second of my life um, for about two, eight, 10 months before um, because my mom died October 6th, but approximately, oh, I'd say 60 days before October 6th of 2014, uh, about uh, maybe about two weeks before, I, my mom was uh, given um, what they call hospice care, and I went to see her that day, and she cried, and she said, John, why can't you stop this? And, and it's like, I didn't tell her, I didn't want to tell her like all the truth as to what was really happening in regards to how deep this goes, because at the time I hadn't brought it to the public's attention yet because I was still trying to understand it. Mind you, I didn't even know until what was August 7th that this even existed. August 7th of 2014. Well, my mom died October 6th of 2014. So clearly, I mean, I didn't know about all this stuff. And I said, mom, it's not about me. It's not about Tiffany. It's about the world. And as other people uh, had threatened my life, for instance, this Bill guy who uh, Tiffany knew and he also knew the killers, he said, if you do not stop investigating the murder, your family will probably be killed. And I said, Bill, you do whatever you got to do, because one thing I'll never do is stop. Right. Well, you and definitely have, you have a following now. You definitely, you definitely have people behind you and, and beside you. I will tell you that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, the whole thing is, too, and, and I know we haven't touched on this part yet. Um, I also started, and, and keep, keep in mind that on a constant basis, they're blocking me from doing anything and everything, right? Uh, Tiffany had shown me, after she passed away, when I got into some of the other things that I was trying to get into, old accounts, I had learned that Tiffany had hacked all my stuff for the purpose of making me the bad guy. And, indeed, she had no control over it. The separation between her love for me and the idea that her family had control of her brain is one that uh, people have to take with balance. Of course, I said bad words to Tiffany when she drank. I did. Okay, next story. The idea that the family wants to portray things as like, okay, he was abusive. I don't care whether they think I printed money, bombed a building, uh, raped their daughter, or raped me. I don't care about their story. I want to get back to the murder because, see, what that's what they want to do. They want to divert anybody they can to demonize so that they don't have to have the light shined on them. Looking at her right. daughter, her, her sister, right? Uh, uh, Jennifer Jenks, looking at her sister, it's, it's bottom line is this. You lied to the media day one and you said your sister lived downtown. Why? And see, once we demand that the public or that once the public demands that the police department reexamine why it is her sister was allowed to lie, then that will begin a snowball effect because I had given the clues to the police department day one, two, five, fifty, and so on until they told me to stop, 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 because they were fed up with it. And just as promised, her family started filing against me to stop me from solving the murder, which was really weird. Yes, it is. Um, I I will bring you to light. I'm like I know you're fresh into the NWO, the Illuminati, all of that. Uh, so am I quite honestly, I learn something new about them every day. But I will tell you that they are trying to uh, come out uh, publicly as in, as in paperback books, etc. 
there's one called uh, Illuminatum, I believe it's called. It's Volume 1 that they just released. Uh, it's available on uh, eBay or uh, Amazon, etc. It's like $13. But what they're trying to do is come out as, as a savior to humanity. Um, to, to uh, I don't know. They, they've already bashed uh, Anonymous as, you know, a bunch of fat, lazy people with no life, just trying to uh, stalk people online and hack websites and etc. Um, but stories like this is what I'm trying to focus on to shine the light of truth on their illuminated light. You know, sure. they, they're, trying, they're trying to come into power and be the good guy to the public when their stories Absolutely. like yours, they're, they, I mean, Absolutely. you know, uh, there's stories that, that totally debunk their BS, you know, yeah. and, and that, that's right. what I'm focused on. Well, the good thing about this story is, is one, is that if the messages I left the DA's office are rambling, tell that to the public because Tiffany's message to me was not rambling. She was in need, dire need of help. And let the light shine on that. If you ask yourself right. whether they're going to come out of this uh, – unscathed and unknown it's not possible because the bottom line is this when we get back to the murder it will self-cultivate the replies that are needed you can't deny that if her sister lies once she lied every other time and indeed i mean this is this is a uh, this is a document dated november 24th of 2014 between district attorney's office ramirez christopher Ramirez of the multnomah county district attorney's office and tiffany's mother and it's regarding them trying to uh, sue me in court. It says here, this is from the this is taxpayers' money from the DA. As far as the right. hearing in Harney, as far as the hearing in Harney County, I'm limited on what I can say. I can, of course, inform the court that Mr. Captain has left voice messages for myself, the judge, and random Portland police officers attempting to share what he calls clues about the case. The voice message that I received was rambling and non-cyclical. I, I believe he's also sent messages to yourself, several of which you, can, you have forwarded to me. Please feel free to share this email with the judge and let me know at the hearing if I can be available to answer any questions by phone. So what I would like to know, and believe me, I've, I've already asked the court to provide him as a witness so that I can question him. The great thing about the upcoming trial in this Harney County courts, right, which is so great is because they lied, and they have many times, including they've lied on the application for a restraining order, they lied, but then it gives me the opportunity to question all of them as witnesses. Now, if the judge doesn't allow me to question them as witnesses, right, because they're the ones right. on her thing, they're witnesses, they witnessed her abuse. They said, right. we are a witness to the abuse that John Captain gave her mother, and we want him to not do it. Okay, great. So now that is said, I get the right to question them. So in the in the uh, in the uh, depositions or in the uh, questioning to the DA's office in Multnomah County, Ramirez, listen to this message and tell me the message that I played for you already with Tiffany crying, saying, help me, please help me. And tell me what part of that, sir, you find is rambling because it's not my words. Right. Yeah, I do. I do believe that, you know, this is going to blow the lid off of a lot of crap. With that deals with the Illuminati. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I do know this. Um, I, I, I wanted to say too that, like, this Richard Lovett gentleman, which we followed back the genealogy lines to these families, the Johnson, the you know, the 
they'll love it. And the skull and bone site, you know, speaks of it uh, specifically. But, you know, when they have the power to call the police, here's an example. After she had died, I was in the Philippines trying to solve the murder because I didn't want to be in Portland because I didn't know who killed her yet. And so I left. And uh, the second time when I, I came back to Portland and I was going to get all my security tapes, because mind you, I had security tapes of her leaving my home telling me she's going to die on my security cameras, right, for my business. And so it was weird to me that they didn't want them, but I was going to take all the clues. And I told the family, I said, give me all the stuff you have, and I'm going to go back and work on this murder because there's 150 college students there in the Philippines that will help me for nearly free in the criminal justice division. And, of course, they didn't do it. But they actually had start, started working with the Portland police or the other police officers to uh, get me in trouble, but I was unaware. So this Richard Lovett guy claimed that when I moved Tiffany out of, her house, out of his house, he said that I stole his dad's will. And I thought, well, that's odd. But, um, you know, I had my own money. I didn't need Rick Lovett's dad's money. Thank you. But clearly the same person is the one that said he didn't even know she drank, even though she had 192000 in medical for it. He had no idea. In 12 months, she had 192000 So as he called the police on me, that officer came and we talked, and, and, and I thought that the officer was nice. So when the five subsequent phone calls that I made to that officer asking him why was he even there to see me, he wouldn't reply until I threatened to have the, have the uh, district attorney or, or my lawyer contact him. So when he finally called me back, he said he didn't remember why he came to see me that day or who it was for. And then after that, I had four officers come, two police and two mental health evaluators. And at the time, since I've never had contact with police before, I didn't know what that meant. But since my police officer friend was there that day, he said, John, they were there to make you mental. They were there to take you away or to try to give you medication to begin the process of you being part of the ABC's Illuminati. A, he's nuts, crazy. B, he's on medication or drugs. Or C, he killed himself. The ABC's Illuminati, their story has to change in order to keep up with today's logo because the ABC's Illuminati has not changed in 50 years and people are starting to catch on that the story's great. You look at the family right now. They, they have said in these emails to me that it became court documents, nearly 50 times they said how much I'm crazy, crazy, crazy. I swear they must have bought a thesaurus and sat there because this Rick Lovett guy, he must have said it 50 different ways to the courts how crazy and scared he is of me, but I've never even talked to the guy. So I don't understand how he's so crazy scared. He even said he hired a therapist to tell him that he should be worried about me. But, of course, he didn't tell me that. He just kept typing to me and typing to me and typing to me. He just determined that I'm crazy, so he kept going, you know. Right. Um, it, it is their goal. They're certainly their only goal. And you can read it. As I was posting online originally about two weeks ago, I noticed that I had a following, a following of Illuminati lovers that said right after I posted anything, like for my Indian tribe, I would say, uh, here's the murder. They would say, oh, you're crazy. I said, Tiffany was shot in the head. What part of that is crazy to you? I'd like to know, right? And so, I, right. They, they, of course, they have the logic. They just keep saying, oh, now you're being aggressive. And now her sister online is saying, Jennifer Jenks says in her postings that I am a mass murderer even, maybe. And I said, wow, I don't even own a pocket knife. I don't know how that could be, but nice words. Right. Yeah, they, they will do anything that they can to try to debunk you, for sure. I agree. Yeah, it's it's the battle of good and evil, my friend. I mean, you know, and, and you're taking your stand, you know, 
forefront. Well, I do agree with your other uh, hosts saying that time is of the essence into getting the word out. When I made a plan to get the word out, um, that was in addition to other things. I mean, certainly you can never act fast enough under the – of course, you've got to be careful about how fast you disseminate the information and how you do. But all that matters is this. My mom's dead. Tiffany is supposedly dead. We don't even haven't gotten into that yet. But either way, I don't care what they do to me. I just want to make sure, as many people know, when they do say the ABCs Illuminati, it becomes a household word because after a while, everybody can just go, <laughs> and then you know for sure what they're talking about. ABCs Illuminati, we've heard it before. He's crazy. He took medication, or he killed himself. Right. Uh, now you said that. Uh, back back up a little bit. That she is supposedly dead. What did you mean by that? Tiffany's mother had sent me a picture of her dead. I thought that was right. weird. In addition to that, she sent me her ashes. I thought that was weird. In addition to that, her family drove her body back six hours dead in their car. And what's worse than that is they even told me about it, which is weird. Um, in addition to that, I had two people that not only told me that this was true, but are the ones that had a friend that said, John, my friend who has a car just like mine was driving around down a Blue Lake Park that night, saw a body, pulled over, didn't even know it was a girl, and saw her clinching her ATM cards. And because he had a warrant, he went home to get his parents. And when his parents got back to the dead body, the police were there, so he disregarded. And I thought to myself, so you're telling the person that's working on the murder relentlessly that you have a friend that saw her dead holding her ATM cards and nobody seems to think that's a clue to a murder. That's odd. And what's more odd is why did they tell me that? Right. Here's some readings from her mother that shows this is now, mind you, she only was allowed to get a restraining order on her birthday, which was July 6th of 2014. Prior to that date, Every word she said was, oh, you know, John, okay, whatever, but we, don't, we can't help you, and so those things like that. But here's one that now she becomes 65 years old, which means she qualifies for this anything-goes restraining order. It says, we have no files, no computer, no phone, so stop asking. You keep blaming Tiff for your problems. You allowed it to happen. Take control of your life and go see your mom. You're writing like someone who's descending into madness, but you can't see it. At the very least, take your medication. <laughs> right. I don't know what medication she's talking about, but okay, fine. And so on 14 or 15 pages, every single one said, uh, oh, here's one. This is sent to me uh, This is sent to me on December 20th. Oh, yeah, December 20th. Now, you'd think that she'd be really still upset. Her diet daughter just got killed October 8th, right? right. She says, sorry. Oh, uh, John, regardless of who was involved in this, they'll get their just reward when they die. And I believe in karma. And then if you put out bad energy, that's what will come back to you. I know the three that were most involved, and they will pay a price. And just maybe if they have any conscience, they'll turn their lives around and do good. I don't care if they do good if they kill Tiffany, thank you. And I found that to be very odd that she said that 60 days after. Um, Right. Yeah, it, it was always move on, let it go, forget about it, don't worry about it, take some medication, take some medication, take some medication. Oh, yeah, here's another one here. Yeah, okay, this is good. John, I'm sorry about your mom's decline. The good thing is going into a care facility that someone else can take care of her. 
So maybe you should just go see your relatives and just be with the family and visit. I know Tip, if she was alive, she would be helping you right now, and she probably is from heaven. This is a time for you and your family to bond. You might want to cut a lock of hair off your mom. I mean, first of all, my mom's dying of cancer. Do the math. I don't understand what you're thinking about cutting a lock of hair off. I, right. I did that with Tiffany, and we even got dirt where she was killed. By the way, um, after Tiffany died, I told her mother that Tiffany had come back to me, so to speak, and I had gotten a, a – I went into a room of, of my spa business to do some work, and the uh, DMX box was stuck on error, which after 19 years it had never done, never done that. But there was a song playing, and I never checked it in, uh, the name until later, but it was Everything in My Pocket by um, – mini driver. And so I'd shared her mother that that song was stuck. And I thought that was a sign from Tiffany after she had died. And uh, her mom said, Oh, she came back to me too. A picture fell on my head. <laughs> and if, I thought, well, really? I wouldn't tell anybody if it did, but uh, that's not really coming back to you in the way in which I was hoping to hear, but nice work. Right. So have you, uh, have you seen any like, uh, official documents that she died, a death certificate, uh, morgue released, uh, um, I believe that, that Bill, Bill, the limo driver that threatened my mom with uh, death for me and my mom, if I don't stop, um, Bill, uh, town car bill, he said, see, he works in the morgue business, right? And so he right. was a friend of mine and a driver for Tiffany because he owns limo cars or whatever you call them, town cars. And, uh, his, ex-driver was the killer, Michelle warden Rosie. And so when I questioned him about how many times he had talked to Michelle during the time in which, uh, you know, in the last 12 months, he told me to F off. And so that ended our friendship. In fact, he said, whoever shot Tiffany should get a gold medal. And I thought that was weird. So, um, no, the morgue business is just like the court systems that I'm subjected to now. They're all liars and cheaters. And uh, I guess right. that's, price we pay because we've allowed this infection to grow to where they are in key positions and uh you know it's no surprise like for instance tiffany's mother she's a nurse and uh her dad was a nuclear scientist for los alamos nuclear laboratory her brothers are all engineers you know they're all really great because they can be how many people are realizing it's like when tiffany said when small businesses are gone in america that's it the small businesses owners, the truck drivers, the people that actually run this country, the people that work for a living. Not, I'm not talking about people who work for the government or on welfare. I'm talking about the people who have a job, the people that go to work every day and pay the taxes out of their check every two weeks. If we look at the exponential cost to live in this country, America's ruined. We're paying 70 cents out of every dollar for everything from NAFTA stickers to uh, signs for our business on a sidewalk we built. In fact, it's not even our sidewalk, and they make us fix the sidewalk. It's not even ours. But we've been conditioned to believe it's a free country, and it's not. We're paying 70 cents out of every dollar exponentially, and what is reasonable? 80? 90? Dude, it's long past the free world. I mean, what what the hell's left? If If we all could agree that when you pay your landlord $900 for rent, and 300 or 400 of that is going directly for property taxes, all of that money exponentially when you buy a hamburger is costing you 50% of that is going to all levels of the taxes involved. So at 70%, if that's not too much, I don't know what you want to call a free country, but believe me, it's long past free. Right, definitely. The America that we know is not the America that is. I mean – uh, I, I had friends uh, sprouting up all over the world, you know, and 
they very much hate America. They love us Americans, but, sure. you know, we, we are we're one of the biggest terrorist threats, you know, in existence ever, yep. mankind history. You know, we go and we go and kill over oil. <laughs> yep. You know, when we have well, natural Jackson resources. Brown, yeah. Jackson Brown has an awesome song about that, and it's like uh, – He's been waiting for something to happen for a week or a month or a year, and the ink and the blood of the headlines and the sound of the crowd in his ear. He says, you can't, you, you wait for what, it, oh, I forgot the words, but basically it's about war and it's about the idea that, hey, listen, you know, we don't even know the names of these countries and we're going to fight for it. Who gives a crap about that stuff? Let's talk about the murder. How is it that a girl can get shot in the head in our system that I paid 70% of every dollar for 20 years of taxes and that... I got an email from the city of Portland telling me to pay my taxes. I said, you guys can go to hell because the bottom line is this, until you give justice for Tiffany, I'm not going to support your cult. You guys need to tell the police in Fairview, Oregon, that Tiffany did not live downtown and everything else will fall from there. In the bottom line of this is is simple. The family knew she was going to die. She was a monarch slave. So even if they played no role in the murder, which they did because Tiffany had a recording of her telling me she was going to die. And in addition to that, she knew the Joshua Robinette guy and recorded it and sent it to me. So, and he said he knew her father, who died in 2010. So if all of those people are allowed to lie, all we have to do is ask one question, and that invokes the asking of the rest. Why did their sister tell her that she lived downtown when we all know that's a lie? She did not live downtown. That will start the process. Right. Well, um, like I told you, this this show is live. Uh, it's also recorded. Uh, you can refer people to the link later if you want to listen in. Uh, but me personally, I'm going to drop this all over Portland local media through Facebook. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, it's, it's uh, just about Tiffany's life. If you don't care, a girl got shot in the head. Why would we build Freedom Towers? Why would we rebuild Ground Zero where I am right now? I, I did a recording, and you probably saw it on the Facebook. It's like, why would America care about anything past her getting shot in the head? Why? Right. And, but yet you walk up to the average person on New York streets or in Portland, and you say, do you believe that the Illuminati is true, or do you believe the New World Order is true? What about this? What is a monarch slave? Kathy O'Brien on Google will tell you everything she lived through to tell us that it's true. And when you put the math together, when you put it all together at the end, you're going to see the results. These people have been torturing and killing other people. In fact, part of the monarch slave trauma-based program is you take a dandelion and you say, you love me, you love me not. And if your name comes up at the end wrong, when you pull that, you love me, you love me not, the person dies. And, the, and the, basically the monarch slave is forced to watch the killing of people. They call them expendables, right? Right, expendables. Who cares? No, They're not monarch. Who cares about your kids that they steal or that they have? Because... The monarch slave is basically traumatized by you either break the – I'm not going to even say it out loud. But bottom line is this, right? Lots of tormenting and lots of torture that all of us would see as absolute atrocity. Yet this family, this great family, they still continue to lie because they don't care about their own daughter. Even after she's dead, they're telling me, John, she's just a liar and she was drunk. All right. There, there's no compassion. I mean, I, I – I can feel that. There, there's no compassion for her from her family. And no, because it's, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad, really. So, I mean, I have the email. That's all that matters. Stop investigating the murder, or we'll see you in court. What past that do you need to know? Right. Okay, but Any talking about family would 
show some kind of compassion. Not one brother came to find out why she died. Not one brother. Right. That's all that matters. That's not a man. You can't tell well, me you care about your died. sisters. Huh? All right. They know why she died. They knew why she died, and that's why her sister died. If you look at the, if you listen to the the reports coming out of the media, step one. She lived downtown. Well, that's your response to the murder. So the media says, tell us about your sister. Well, I don't know how she got there because she lived downtown. We didn't ask where she lived, and we didn't ask how she got there. All right. Now, the other thing, send us a picture of you for the media. She couldn't do that either. She sent a picture of herself. Her sister sent a picture of herself, and Tiffany's sideways. Then you look at the obituary that she wrote, not the one that they see in the media, but more there's a second one. It's more on her family stuff uh, in, in Burns, Oregon. It says, right. Tiffany Jenks, October 8th, da, 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 obituary by Jennifer Jenks in the same font size, the same all across as a headline. I've never in my life seen an obituary that says obituary by Jennifer Jenks when her sister died. Right. Right across the headline, same size. That's weird. Okay, a few things that I was going to say that I maybe not finished on a uh, uh, topic was the suicide implants. And this is from Spritz Springmeyer's book called Deeper Insights into the Illuminati. When me and Tiffany went to Thailand, she had to go to the hospital. And immediately she was in the hospital. She was completely knocked out, basically, because she, she got hot, I thought, but I didn't know until now. But there's an implant in her head in the Monarch Slaves that do what's called return-to-home programming. And so she gets knocked out. We go to the hospital. And... 45 minutes later, she jumps up and she's like, oh, do we get free Wi-Fi? And I'm going like, what the heck? I didn't even pay attention to it. I was just glad she was better. Two days later, she had to leave Thailand and come home right away. Now, I didn't understand any of that, what it meant. But in his book, it talks about suicide implants and return to home programming. Right. Now, um, you know, you you probably don't. I'm just grabbing for strings here, but. Do you know, uh, I know about the strobe lights. Uh, do you know of any type of injections that these people get for uh, use of mind control, or is it all oh, through well, the... Oh, well, I, I, Fritz Springmeier's book, Deeper Insights into the Illuminati, is about, five, about 500 pages. Uh, there's hundreds of different ways. Each person that's been traumatized to become a monarch slave, there's the MK Ultras, there's different genres or different age groups. Her age group, because this book was written eight years ago, when I read these things in this book, for instance, if you used to get a call from somebody named Papa, and she had to go, my friend said, I said, Papa, who the hell's that? Papa. So when I read it in the book, it made sense. See, because her programming is called Yellow, Follow the Elbrick Programming, Follow the Elbrick Road Programming, okay, right. based on, of course, the, uh, the Disney show. But when you have Follow the Elbrick Road, or I, maybe, maybe it's not even Disney, I don't know. But bottom line is this, right? All the Elbrick Road programming was developed clearly when Tiffany was born or whatever time she became a monarch slave, usually from birth. So right. now that, that Fritz Springmeier was able to produce this book some eight, nine years ago, that was based on then's programming. So it's timeless because she's 35 years old. They can't right. deny it. They can't deny the idea that her therapist told her, you do need to follow the Elbrick Road. And then you ask the family, now you've got an audio recording of her saying, you got to follow the Elbrick Road from a licensed therapist in downtown Portland, and you're going to tell me that the family still will lie even after she's dead is ridiculous. Because, hey, listen, it didn't come easy to get the proof. 
it came at a huge cost of my mom's life and my business and my money and whatever, and I don't even care. I just find it disgusting that her family still lies and even says bad things about Tiffany, which I find odd as well. Right. Like not even a, a, a tear was shed over their, their daughter, their, their sister. <laughs> the only thing they're mad about is is that she had an ex-boyfriend that was abusive that also had ADHD that figured this shit out. That's the only thing they care about. They don't care about her. All they care about is the idea that, uh-oh, what are we going to do now? Oh, we'll hurry and say he's a uh, whatever they say this week. You know, I mean, you look at Fritz Freemeyer. He spent eight years in prison because they said he bombed a, bombed a, uh, a, uh, a bank. They will do right. anything they can to stop it. Fritz Springmeier's life was changed because of the fact that he brought this to light. He was the first person. And to be honest with you, he saved my life because I'll tell you what, prior to me reading his stuff, I was so absolutely distraught over the idea that nobody cared. Nobody cared about her murder. I couldn't grasp how it was possible because I lived in a world where if somebody dies, you care. At least all the bullshit stops when somebody's dead, right? Right. But not in this um, family. Oh, no. Heck right. no. Well, you know, uh, she's already been replaced, I'm sure, you know. Well, unfortunately, uh, well, well, fortunately for us, um, that's not possible because you got to understand this part of the theory. Because of her life and because she's a scientist and because of the idea that she was – there's only four people in that whole side of the country that are hydrologists, not talking about the weather people, but specifically right. a scientist that can do the job of – Bonneville Power Administration in running the dams. And in fact, right. I should play that for you, that audio clip for you. But she talks about running the dams, which means running the river, like her mom says in the media accounts, Tiffany's job as a hydrologist running the rivers. That's not a job they could ever replace. See, Bonneville Power Administration, uh, they're not involved in this part. Tiffany's family is involved in this part, and they lost the most key position of the entire system. When I talked to Fritz Bremeyer about this, in person. He said, John, the most important thing they, can, they need is the dams. And when I told him Tiffany's job, he fell off his chair and said, you've got to be kidding me. She ran the dams for the country, 26 dams and a nuclear power plant. Right. That's what it is. You can't put somebody in that position. You see, the delicacy of getting her that position, and I'm not by any means saying she didn't deserve to work there, and I'm not by any means saying she would have done anything wrong because she wouldn't have. As a person, she drank her way out of that job, see? That's the key. Right. She saved our lives by drinking, and that's why nothing made sense to me because I always told her if she stopped drinking, that would take care of everything. But in reality, I was wrong. It would have actually made it worse because then she would have had to do her job for her family. Whether right. or not they would have ever done anything wrong is a whole other story. I have no knowledge that they would have. But the notion that they had a monarch slave that was in the position of Bonneville Power Administration's control room, the highest position in the country or in, the, in that company there in Oregon, that right. should be all you need to know. How did that happen? And believe me, she's not replaceable. That's why I believe she's right. not dead because they still need the person that can run those dams. Not anybody, me and you, could certainly not do it. We would have no way to know. And if they put her in that position, they also have key positions that are all the way down the line to make them in control of us through fear of, you know, like Jesse Ventura. Some of those people really talk a lot about the dams. The dams have all the power. That's the electricity, and that's death from flooding or stopping the food chain from, from not uh, releasing the water. Heck, all the Indians on that Columbia River need to be concerned because our government is in control by a robot. All right. 
definitely. Uh, you know, you probably know about, like, uh, the fluoride in the water and all of that, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is, do you believe that she may have been placed there to further that agenda to tamper with the water or? No, not at all. No, okay. No, okay. I believe that she was put in that position to control the dams. And it's a far, it's, it's, it's only a speculation that these people would have done something wrong. That's up to the individual to surmise. If you're a liar right. once, you'll probably lie again. So let's just ask them, do you think that the public should know that you guys trauma-based monarch slaved your daughter and put her in a position at the Bonneville Power Administration to where she could do something that could eventually hurt somebody if she wanted to? And the other people at the other stopping points down the line that controlled the dams could have also helped them. Tell us the truth, would you folks, and see how that goes. Right. right. All I know is that Tiffany would have never done anything wrong by her own choosing. That's why we don't allow it. It's, what, the 21st Amendment or something like that? You can't own a slave in this country anymore. It's illegal. So, therefore, right. her parents, her dad died, but her family that allowed it should be in jail. Definitely. I don't own any slaves. Neither do I. We are (laughs) slaves. (laughs) Yeah, you're not a kid. 70% tax. Right. We're enslaved to the system and to their worthless dollar. Oh, by the way, you hear that the the government wants to take over the Internet? I can't wait. They do everything else so well. Right. Well, I'll I'll tell you, Anonymous is their biggest resistance in doing that. (laughs) Well, I know one thing for sure. You You have a really difficult time convincing anybody that any of this is possible. So the key to success in this whole thing is listen to the audio and make your own decision. All I know is this, right? Putting everything right. else aside, Tiffany got killed if she did. And if she didn't, it's even worse because that means they set her aside for another plant. I do know that her family came up with this great idea that Tiffany needed to have Uganda running school on her uh, as a memory in, in, in favor of Tiffany because they said that she – really like the Uganda running school idea, of which Tiffany had never told me ever one time. So then I thought, well, that's odd. Uganda? Heck, that's where Tiffany is. So I started a Facebook thing over there with a $10,000 reward saying, this girl's missing as of 10, 15 of 2013. There's a $10,000 reward in Uganda to find her. Because bottom line is, is that if she's there and she's still a robot, she's still vulnerable to go back to be their puppet for the New World Order. And that's not okay. No, it's not. So, wow, this is a very big mystery. I mean, there's no mystery, really. Yeah, you got. Well, yeah, it's not a mystery. It's just a lot of uh, lots to digest. Yeah, lots to digest, and I mean, you know, uh, in the public's eye, this woman, you know, has been murdered. Uh, but yet, you know, she does hold this you know, elite uh, position with the, uh, with the dams. You know, huh. Well, you know, they say the truth comes out in the wash. So, I mean, you know, we will find the truth to this. Or, and, you know, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to do everything I can to get this in front of, in front of the masses, you know. Um, you, you have my dedication. I, I want to see justice you know, for Tiffany. So do I. I don't want to, I, you know, there's there's days I wake up and it's like, why even try? Because they are so powerful, you know. Big time. They are. 
but with the awakening of the people, uh, you know, and gathering together, sharing our stories, uh, you know, we we can defeat them. You well, know, I know I, one thing for sure is that if you look at the account, I mean, after I went public about four days ago, five days ago, something to that effect, I noticed that her sister had a rebuttal. And in every part of her words, not once did she say or feel sorry for what they had done. No, in fact, it's opposite. It's John was mean to Tiffany. John was abused. Okay, let's just put it in perspective. Let's pretend that I raped her and hit her and beat her and tortured her. Let's get back to the murder. No, we don't want to do that, right? No, the family doesn't want to do that. Because even after she's dead, they'll continue to abuse the, the other people as if they're the ones that caused it. Tiffany's sister lied. Why did she tell people she lived downtown when she didn't? If you just can get the police to acknowledge that or any one of the other 50 things, including the fact that I have recordings of her telling me she's going to die and that they want to kill her and that she knew the killer before that date and that 13 months is not reasonable for murder, if you get to any one of the points that I had, it t- starts the process of saying, oh, let's look at the facts. I went to the Oregon State Police with the facts, and they recorded it. I dare them to play that recording because while I'm playing Tiffany crying, they're telling me my messages are non-cyclical. Give me a break. Tiffany's right. dead, and they still, they still abuse her, and they can because every time I went to the police, they said, you got to go to Fairview. And I said, Fairview is, a, is not a police department because they don't. They don't investigate the murder. They're not a police department. They're a cult, too. If you won't take the data that I have, the recordings that I have, if you won't take the facts that she died and that they wanted to kill her in advance, she told me, nothing else matters. They got 13 months for murder. Tiffany got 30 days for drinking. I mean, come on. Right. Now, uh, have you you thought about or tried to pursue a uh, Supreme Court – trial on this or are you still have you have you tried to uh take this to a higher court i mean i went to the fbi in portland and first i went to oregon state police and i recorded it which i would love for daniel myers to replay the recording of him and me meeting because i like the idea that they think it's non-cyclical but let taxpayers decide and play it because although i agree that i talk too much one thing's for sure, my messages that are non-cyclical are not even mine. They're Tiffany crying for help, so go for it. And in addition to the Oregon State Police, the Portland Police, which is only part of them, some of them are really great, in addition to Fairview Police being crooked, the Harney County Courts being crooked, the judges, the DA, heck, one of the DAs even knew the killer. His last name was uh, Multnomah County District Attorney Dickey, uh, who I was trying to confide in to help me, and he knew the killer. Of course he was deleting my stuff and didn't want me to get it to the public. But the idea that any of these governmental agencies will help you, I contacted the mayor's office, liaison to the police, the Oregon State Police, all these people, and they're all crooked. So if you get to the right person, you might get some help. But so far, the only person that I think that could really help me is Jackson Brown because he has the power of the, of the press. When you have somebody that takes their life and says, I don't care if it's popular or not, I'm going to do the right thing. Then you've got power. You see, what has to happen is, is that coming up, by the way, January 19th is Tiffany's birthday, okay? Tiffany's right. birthday is January 19th. And, and there are people working on this. Like, for instance, Fritz Spingmeyer, he's really huge in this whole occult thing. And he's probably the one person we should all praise because he's the one that made this happen in the first place because I had no knowledge of this Tell him. I read his book. Right. But my point right. about this is that, that – Unless you have a Jackson Brown, an Eagles, you know, some people that say, you know what, 
coming every one of our shows. We're going to play a two-minute video on what a monarch slave is and what New World Order is, and we're going to get every other band across the country that's not Illuminati, of course, but we're going to get all these groups that are not Illuminati that believe in a true America that's not 70% taxed, and we get them all to play a video, and on the way out, they zap their phone on this little console, and it gives them a video about Tiffany getting killed and, and a story that can reach the real Americans who have jobs, who care, I'm not talking about people on disability. I'm talking about people who don't work the system for free welfare stuff just because they can. I'm talking about taxpayers, people that do work in this country. So once we get those people united, that's all that's left. Why would we allow our government to vote on anything? They're 50% of the people. They win every time. Right. Can't have a government that votes on their own stuff. Duh. That's why we're all losers and they're all winners. Exactly. they get 200000 a year. Tiffany's medical for one year was $192,000, and Richard Lovett, where she lived, said, I didn't know anything about it. I thought she was just on an abuse and, and a couple aspirin. Well, that's a lie. You knew she did. You knew she had a problem, and I don't even care about that. I care about the idea that when I went to his house to move her out, he lied to the police and said I stole his daddy's will. Well, I didn't need his money, and I sure as hell didn't steal his daddy's will, but he lied to the police, so that began the process to bring me down. And I, I, was, I forgot to tell you, but I got returned from the Philippines. I wasn't even allowed off the plane because the United States government said, you have a pending court case. I said, what are you talking about? So I, got, I sat in the cell, waited, and got returned all the way back to America. And, uh, you know, the whole thing about my mom dying and stuff like that, I had to tell my mom, I will never stop investigating the murder because that's the most un-American thing anybody can do. And her brothers are prime examples un-American to me. Exactly. Ah, man. This is crazy. It is. Um, Have you you just recently gone public with this, or is this something that you've been doing? Okay, okay. I went public Um, four days ago, or two weeks ago at the most, I think it was. Um, Basically, I left Portland, Oregon, because um, both because I fear I, – I don't have fear. I'm too stupid to have fear. But, I mean, I fear the end result, that nothing good's going to come from it other than the fact that, you know, we as an America will grow from it. But with right. Kathy O'Brien, if you can't take 20 minutes and go look at Kathy O'Brien's story where she talks about how she never met her own children – how she didn't know she could bite into an apple, and she thought all of us didn't have love because our parents didn't fuck us, that to me tells me that you don't really care about what she went through. She was tortured, tormented, and raped, and her story is on YouTube because she got out of it and escaped. The likelihood that others can escape is almost zero because nobody believes the story of a monarch slave. How can you? It's so preposterous. It's so crazy. It's too much for anybody. And then you throw in the idea that she worked for the dams and that the murder didn't get solved. It's a blessing in disguise because all of this stuff to somebody with ADHD said, well, that's weird. Right. It is all weird. Uh, it, better I mean, be. it better be. It needs to be solved. There needs well, to the be great thing is, is that it's all intertwined. It's all connected, see, because yes. once the public finds out that even the possibility exists, and mind you, in New York, they have cult-based programs because they've had it for so long. The, what is it, the, uh, the Freemasons and stuff? There's other people that have been involved in this. In yeah. fact, Bill Clinton said sorry to the MK Ultras, which are mind-controlled people. So this has been going on a long time as part of the Nazi group. But Fritz Freemeyer says it all. And the thing is, his, he deprogrammed Cisco Wheeler, which was also a monarch slave. 
And based on that, he knew everything about the coding. See, Tiffany was coded, right? She wasn't human. Right. She was a robot. And she talks about that. It's on my Facebook, and you guys can go to it, John S. Captain Third. It says, Tiffany was a robot for the New World Order. She said when she found out she wanted to die. So if All her right. family doesn't think that matters, so be it. If my daughter tells me that she wanted to die for any reason at all, Tiffany wanted to die because you guys programmed her to, to be in your New World Order gang, and she didn't want to be. She didn't want to kill people or control the water or whatever she was supposed to do. I don't even know because they're not honest still. They won't tell the truth. Right. Right. Well, this uh, this is very enlightening. I, I do believe that uh, this story, is, as well as other people who are going to build off of your bravery, your courage, and come forward, you know, again, I'm here. You know, I, I've covered... I've covered uh, things from uh, drones already, uh, stalking a lady, now this. You know, please come forward, you know. uh, Yeah, yeah. If her family loves her, the minimum they can do is just tell the truth. And this is I get all these different little hate emails, and I I rarely respond to them. But let me say this, right? In one of them, a family friend has turned the corner on the idea that maybe Tiffany was tortured, raped, and hurt. Now, it's bad enough that her mom went to the jail and said, get over her rapes. It's bad enough her whole family took a cruise without her. That's the choice they made. And when Tiffany wanted right. to die, I tried to stop her from killing herself. It's bad enough Rick Lovett says he didn't know anything about the $192,000 worth of medical the 12 months before I met her. And it's bad enough she said that she was a monarch slave for the New World Order. Or not, she didn't say it like that. She said, I was a robot. And when I found out I was a robot, I wanted to die. And if that doesn't stop her family long enough to say, John, you got us. Because day one, they were trying to blame me for her murder. And it makes perfect sense. If you go with the notion she had no control over what she did as a human, then you'll understand why it was easy for them to pin the murder on me. However, the idiots that killed her messed up. They scanned their ID at the bar she went to, and that solved the first part of the murder. The second part is, is that why did the family not tell the truth? Right. That'll probably what are they hiding? Yeah. Here, here's yeah. one here. This is, from, this is from Friday the 13th of 2014 from Tiffany's mother. Did you know Tiffany was a police informant against you? I hope you have nothing to hide, period. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Let me say this. This is important, okay? This is for Tiffany. This is her words to me. This is on June 11th. She died October 8th. I've never right. believed in anything as strongly as I believe in you the moment you told me that you were the one. For a moment, I didn't have to have hope or faith because I found what was missing. For a moment, life made sense to me. And when you looked at me and told me that you were the one, everything became real. You allowed me to believe and have feelings that I didn't know were possible for people. You took me higher and showed me that another person, if even for a moment, can be perfect for you. It was the most powerful feeling I've ever had, Tiffany. Mm. She was not allowed love. That's weird to me. I mean, I, dude, that's really weird to me. It's really weird that somebody could tell you that you can't have love. In fact, she said, they said, no, no, no. And I had to ruin us or we'd both die for sure. Right. I have a uh, good friend. He's in chat. Uh, he he tunes in and uh, chimes in sometimes. His name is uh, Dallas Hills. But um, he, he dropped some links in the chat that I'm going to share with you. It's people who can further, you know, help you in getting this word out. Such as Sue Webb, uh, 
Matt mentioned him earlier. There's a few other people. Uh, after we get off the air, I'm going to send this to you. Uh, there's okay. also a guy named uh, Jeremy Dieter. He's with Unite Ohio. Uh, we're out of Ohio. We're Ohio Anonymous. But uh, okay. he he reaches a broader uh, range of people than I do. Sure. Uh, me, me, I I might have 10 live listeners and then a 1,000 people download it to listen later, you know. Uh, all that matters is you care. Yeah, I want you. Bro, all you got matters. my heart. That's you have my heart. Yeah. I mean, it only takes I, I want, to I want a million sense. listeners, but if I have one listener, you know, I love that person the same as a million. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I, I get no money for this. I get... I get no monetary gain out of what I do, you know. Yeah. Uh, my my gain is in my heart. My gain is in yeah. victory against these bastards, you I know. The, uh, Tiffany's life depends upon all of us to take action. She died trying to save our life. Now, when she drank, I did not get it. She said it's not about drinking, and I didn't get it. So she really saved all of our lives. What we do with that right. information is up to us as individuals. Most of America – is not even American, so it really doesn't matter to them either way. In fact, the ones that work for the government, I doubt they care one bit what Tiffany had to say. Right. Not all the government, mind you, just some. Right. Yeah, well, they're definitely infiltrated. You know, uh, I believe... The government uh, should be fired today. The rest of them, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad they're there. The rest of them can go. But the government is out of control, and this is just an extension of that. Exactly. And they're going to throw everything in the media to keep uh, your story and the real stuff. They own the the real stuff. Keep it out of the minds of the people. And, you know, there's people like myself that are going to put it in the minds of the people. Yeah. And, you know, this is the start of something that's huge because of the idea that all the key elements in Tiffany, that what she stood for, all the elements of the story that she wasn't allowed love, even if they say, I doesn't matter what they say, getting back to Tiffany. It comes down to this. If she is not allowed love, and that's the email I got on that day for that hour, for that minute, and that's all you need to know, nothing else matters past why she's not allowed love. Why was she not allowed to be a human? Why did she say, John, you were a bonus in life. Before I met you, I wanted to die because I was a robot. And for me, when I read it, I didn't know what it meant because they have cheated everybody for so long they don't teach that crap in school. They're not teaching us what monarch slaves are. How would I have known right. that they were liars? And the effects of lying made my mom die sad. They probably all die. And Tiffany died. And so on down the line until somebody says she can love whoever she wants, whether she's a monarch slave or not. Right. That is our, that is our given right to love, to be loved, to have compassion for one another. Uh, just All the to watch us in our yeah. family, you know, that, that's, that's just horrible that her family did her that way. I mean, uh, when I'm having a bad day, I, there's nothing better than calling up a sister or even my mom. You know, my dad passed, and I, I, I bow and talk to him even. But Me too. to have nobody, to have nobody, it, it's just, it's horrible. But yet, I still feel her love for the people, you know, that, that she wanted out of this, but she was consumed by it you know i mean yeah it's it's devast- she even said it you know every she said to me many times she goes the stuff that i write the words that i speak are your words too and i think what she meant by that and i find it to be true now i'm saying her words and she said mine 
that's when you know that you're a soulmate with somebody. And she knew there was no way I would go for some food group Illuminati logo. That's not my life. I work for a living or have a business. I don't believe in scumbags that get to tell people what to do. And she knew in her heart I would have never gone for that. And she said to her therapist, oh, he has no idea about this, like scared because she was trying to save my life from getting killed at the time because I didn't understand it. But I was to be the pawn in this game at that date. But the good news is, is they made a mistake. And so it's like once they made a mistake, you know, that, that helped big time. Yeah, let's yeah. see here. Well, we're, we are approaching two hours. Uh, okay. I believe it cuts off automatically after like okay. uh, a half hour. So, I mean, we can keep going if you got other things to do. Uh, let me just uh, read this last thing and then uh, I'll end it with that. This is from Tiffany sent to me weeks before she died, June 28th. Or, uh, yeah, about June 20th. How can this be? Why would God do this? You showed me that love was real, that you are the one. Then we are cursed with our past demons as they blatantly take that away. When I realized that you were the one, I wanted to spend my whole life with you. I wanted to only be with you. I wanted only your touch. It hurts to think that this is going on, and it takes that love away. And then asking what's wrong, and I tell you, I just want us to be together and see how bad it hurts us both. And I shouldn't ever have to understand. I know it's not your fault, and I know it's not mine either, both of us feel horrible, and the road has already been rough. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you did, Angel. Um, I think, too, that uh, one audio thing would be good if you have a minute so that they can be left with that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, like I said, all this stuff is listed on the Facebook page, and of course, I will friend all your friends as time goes by. Uh, they have right. shut me off many times, so you know. Sure, I, uh, yeah. I was talking about a book that I okay. Read this I- is uh, Clyde Lewis's show, and the importance of this is that he first started talking about it. So I want to play it. Okay, okay. it is. It was as if I was reliving. The news reports I had seen on several news stations here in town. However, his story was less watered down, and it began to take more of a paranormal turn, in my opinion. This man, I won't name him unless we decide we want to further our investigation into this case. The man asked me, what does it mean, Clyde, when someone says that they are trying to get away from those that live in the darkness? And so he played for me a conversation that his girlfriend had that was recorded where she stated that she had been, well, she had seen those who are a part of the darker realms walking alongside of her. And so another gentleman that, had that, that recording is what started this whole thing, and that was uh, Grasping for Broken Straws uh, by Clyde Lewis, August 6th. That was the first day I realized that there was more to this than I ever could have imagined. So, Right. Okay, well, I appreciate your help, and we shall talk soon, okay? Yes, I'll get those links to you. And also, yeah, and TiffanyJanks.com, they were trying to work on it, but unfortunately they stop a lot of stuff, and and also we're working uh, on some other projects to uh, produce the items that people need to gather the ideas that we are trying to convey to them that are real. Right. Definitely. uh, Justice for Tiffany. Um, Yeah, I agree. She deserves it. Regardless of anything else, Tiffany should not have been killed. Killed, silence, whatever it is. She she was a very loving person. Again, she was. His, uh, 
His Facebook page is John, J-O-H-N, capital S, Captain, C-A-P-T-A-I-N. I urge everyone to check it out. Uh, all of his audio and visual uh, uh, evidence is there. Um, once again, this is Carl Price. I thank you all for listening. Uh, I'll be with you again Wednesday at 7 Eastern uh, to cover more of this Illuminati exposure. Until then, expect us. Good luck, Carl.